Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's up, guys? This is another Jags podcast daily mailbag for Saturday morning. I hope everybody in Jacksonville is making the proper precautions for the looming hurricane that's coming in. But although it is a sad day for those of us that live on the coast of the great state of Florida, it's even more sad day for those that were cut yesterday in the Jaguars' first rounds of cutting. And But before we get to that, I want to make sure we mention our Twitter. Go follow our Twitter. We're at another Jags pod. We post a lot of good clips and cutups of the Jags players and of the games. Also follow our YouTube channel. Uh, just search another Jags podcast. We do a couple live shows a week on YouTube that are longer shows, about an hour long, and they're, they're pretty entertaining. So make sure you follow that and subscribe so you get alerts for that. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter if you want. It's jtrent904. I can't be responsible for any of those tweets because usually they happen at weird hours of the night and uh, they usually have nothing to do with the Jaguars whatsoever. But anyways, back to the roster cuts that were made today. A long list of players that were cut. Some guys that we knew were going to get cut. Linebacker Davis Tool, D-lineman Lyndon Johnson, cornerback Savion Smith, defensive tackle Andrew Williams, wide receiver Raphael Leonard, tight end Donnie Ernsberger, and cornerback Picasso Nelson. Although I will say Picasso Nelson is a guy that I think is is good. I like Picasso Nelson. I think he'll get on somewhere, and I think he'll end up being good somewhere uh, in the future. Some surprise names. The biggest surprise for me, I'll just go in order right off the bat. Number one for me was C.J. Revis. Man, seeing C.J. Revis cut, it hurts. I, I thought he played well in the preseason games. I don't think he played well particularly in the game against the Falcons, um, and he didn't play great against the Dolphins, but... Man, where is our safety depth? I really am surprised that we cut him. I mean, who, what's our depth at safety at this point? We're looking at a guy like, you know, I guess, Breon Borders is still on the team. He's a corner. Josh Robinson is still on the team. Andrew Wingard, sunshine on defense. He played decent against the Falcons. I think he had four tackles. But, man, is that what we're rolling into behind Jared Wilson and Ronnie Harrison? Let's not forget they did work out TJ Ward, but there's no mention of a signing. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see. I did not think that Revis would be cut, and I think he gets picked up somewhere. I mean, there's a lot of teams that need depth at safety. I mean, just based on what guys are getting picked up off free agency, I I don't know, man. That could be a – 
unless they're signing on TJ Ward. Like if they sign TJ Ward, then then we're good because I like TJ Ward as a player. He'll probably be a starter. But man, CJ Rebus was a guy that I thought was surefire to make the team. Another guy that a lot of people were upset that got cut was D lineman Dayton Jones. A former first round pick had a really, really good preseason. And I think what made people more mad was that he has outplayed Taven Bryant. He had the blocked field goal against the the Falcons and a lot of people wanted to see him resurrect his career in Jacksonville, but the bottom line is is that he couldn't stick around. Now Taven Bryant's gonna get another year because he was literally drafted last year and played on one of the worst teams the Jags have had in a while. I mean, I know a lot of people are upset about that. He had a tweet where he said, you know, he said Duval and he and he really was speaking to the fans and how he loved it here. And man, that's that's impressive. It really is. And he's a class act guy and and I think he played his way onto another team. I really, really hope he did and and I'm rooting for the guy. I know a lot of people are here in Jacksonville for sure. Wide receiver Terrell Pryor got cut. He had some injury problems. He got hurt recently, and uh, he didn't really stand out. Like I don't I can't remember him doing anything that really made me pop on him. And so, a guy who hasn't really been productive since 2016, you got to do something. You can't just make the team based on your name alone. That doesn't cut it when it's been that long. So you know. I would say his career is probably done. Like I don't see him getting another shot somewhere, which is sad because he was a heck of a talent, man. Anyone that can come in and convert from quarterback to wide receiver, that's impressive. And I like people that change positions. So, But I think that's it for him. Quarterback Alex Magoo was cut. I know a lot of people were upset about that. Mainly because he outplayed Minshew in the preseason. I like Magoo, man. I think he did. If if Magoo, people were like, oh, well, Minshew was drafted last year or was drafted this year. He's a rookie. But Magoo was drafted, what, two years ago? In in the same round? Fifth round? Sixth round? So, I think Magoo outplayed Minshew, but maybe we just didn't see. I mean, they must have really evaluated practice and not the preseason games because all these guys who they cut outplayed the guys that they kept in the preseason games. They said they were going to evaluate them in practice, so it's no secret they were going to do that. But, man, it just kind of hurts to see guys like Dayton Jones, Trail Pryor, C.J. Rivas. I mean, wow. I mean, that was shocking to see those three names right off the bat. Tay Hayes, cornerback Tay Hayes, getting cut. Like, I knew he was going to get cut. Kind of like Picasso Nelson, the same type of player. But, dang, man, he played well. And I'm kind of concerned about our depth. I mean, this is the same depth that was outscored, I think, 29, like 106 in the preseason. So, I mean, how good were they really? But it seemed like Tay Hayes was always around the ball. He had an interception. I think he had a dropped interception, four pass breakups. He was a little undersized. I did see him get beat on some comeback routes and some back shoulders and, and some verticals that he had to hold on. Then he got called on a pretty bad holding. But, man. Offensive tackle Josh Wells got cut. Josh Wells has played, logged some serious snaps for the Jags. He came in relief last year, and I thought he didn't play that bad when he was healthy. He got hurt. I know a lot of people aren't mad to see him go, 
But what's the most interesting point is that I think that means Leonard Wester makes the team, which is amusing because he was not that good. <laughs> I mean, against the Dolphins, Leonard Wester looked like one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever seen play in a game. Like he, It was pathetic that he was even on the field with some of these guys. But at the same time, PFF did come out with the grades from, from the Jaguars' offense and the two highest guys tied with a 75 overall grade was Leonard Wester with 48 snaps and Brandon Thomas with 68 snaps. I think what's interesting is Brandon Thomas played 61 snaps at left guard and only seven at right guard. So I think that that tells us what Brandon Thomas is the absolute depth for Andrew Norwell. And that could be important because Andrew Norwell has been known to be injured in the past. Leonard Wester. 18 snaps at left tackle and 30 snaps at right tackle. So he had a little bit more of a split there between those two guys. We're looking at depth with Cedric Obehi and Josh Richardson, whatever position he plays nowadays. Uh, there's, there's no telling. So we'll see. I think Juwan Taylor takes that job and, and, and runs away with it. Both those guys allowed zero pressures. I like it. I like it. 130 snaps, zero pressures between those two guys. I like it. So other notable guys that got cut, Thomas Rawls. I wasn't really that impressed with Rawls. I kind of saw him getting cut. For some reason, people thought that he wasn't going to get cut. Um, but he, I mean, he, the only offer he had to us was in the kick return game. And I feel like every wide receiver we have on our roster can, can kick return. Speaking of wide receiver, who's the sixth wide receiver we keep now with Terrell Pryor gone? Does that mean... Does that mean McBride gets kept? CJ Board? I know for sure that Tyree Brady has done anything to make the team. There's no way he he sticks around. So it's got to be one of those two guys, I would think. And they played pretty well. But to round off this list of, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's uh, Ramik Wilson, the linebacker. I was, I was surprised he got cut. We're really, really shallow at linebacker. And he has experience. He played a decent amount in the league. So not a lot recently. Um, here's a guy that I was disappointed that was cut. Connor Strachan, the linebacker out of Boston College. I mean, that dude reminded me of like a mini Puzzlesny. He was so fundamental. He knew how to fill gaps. He read. He reacted to the play. And I was just, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really, I'm interested to see what the final 53-man roster looks like. So I think overall there was about 18 guys cut just yesterday and uh, some big names on there so but i mean in dave we trust right are we still trusting in dave we still trust in tom i think at this point that we are um but that's going to be it for the early rounds of cuts we're going to take a quick break here i mean like a real real quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some guys that were cut from other teams and maybe if there's a possibility the jags pick these guys up so um just hang tight and we'll be right back And welcome back to another Jags podcast, the daily mailbag for Saturday, August 31st, the last day of August. So I hope you have your rent and mortgage money ready for tomorrow to pay. We're talking about the first wave of roster cuts, and we talked about who the Jags cut in the first wave, and that was in the first part of it. Um, And before we talk about who is out there, 
And there's not much in the first wave. I think there will be, but there's not much right now. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Another Jack's Pod. Um, and then make sure you follow our YouTube. We post YouTube live shows once a week um, of our hour-long shows. And they're pretty good. Uh, you got to check it out. We, <laughs> we recorded an ad for my bookie uh, live on the YouTube show. It's on this. It's in the second segment, the first part of the second segment, and it may be the greatest YouTube clip of all time. It is absolutely amazing. Joey and me absolutely butcher a my bookie ad, and it is it is great. You got to take my word for it. Uh, go check it out. So we're gonna jump right back into it. Who's out there? Who was cut that the Jags may have some interest in? And I'm going to rank these from like most interest to maybe not that much interest. We'll see. So the first person is Brandon Marshall. The linebacker was cut by the Oakland Raiders. And you may remember Brandon Marshall because he was drafted by the Jaguars in 2012. He was drafted in the fifth round, fifth round. Yeah. And um, he was uh, basically under Mike Malarkey. I think the linebackers were, man, linebackers were like, Russell Allen, Kyle Bosworth, I think Daryl Smith was still on that team. And it was, uh, eventually he was like the backup, couldn't really catch on with us. Um, He ended up going to Denver in 2013. Uh, And then in 2014, he had 119 tackles, kind of blew up. Everyone was like, wow, we missed out on a 25-year-old linebacker who balled out. Fast forward four years later in 2018, he was 29. He had the worst year of his career with 42 tackles. And I say worst year of his career, but what I mean by that is from 2014 to 2018, it was the worst year of his career. Um because it would have been an off year. He only played in 11 games. He had some injuries. He only started in seven games last year. I don't know. I mean, was he a cap casualty? Maybe. Uh, it was surprising, but the Jags need linebackers. The Jags need outside linebackers. Could he come back and play the position, the void that Telvin left? I mean, maybe. He may be. I mean, that could be a guy that we have our sights on. But to be honest with you, I think there's probably some other teams out there that are also looking at Brandon Marshall and are thinking that uh, he could be a solution to their linebacking problems. And in his career, and, and again, he's only really played for, for four years. He has 423 tackles, 310 solo tackles, and 28 tackles for loss. But like I said, last year with the Broncos, his, his worst year um, to date. And again, I don't think that's really all him. I mean, the Raiders are kind of cutting a lot of people now and cutting people that are just cap casualties. And I mean, look what happened with Khalil Mack. I mean, they mishandled that outside linebacker scenario like all together. So could this be another one? Maybe. I mean, maybe a guy the Jags look into. Uh, Maybe not. The next guy who I think the Jags may have interest, some interest in is uh, Luke Wilson, the tight end. And uh, he's most notably known for playing with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Last year he was with the Detroit Lions however. And last year he had only 19 targets. He did play in 14 games, only started eight and only had 19 targets. Like that's not a lot. He only had 13 receptions for 87 yards. Um, Not great, but he's historically a solid number two tight end. Is he any worse than James O'Shaughnessy? 
I think O'Shaughnessy's a little bit better. Um, O'Shaughnessy's probably a little bit better of a blocker. But Luke Wilson, he's, he's only 29, has shown he can play before. I mean, in 2014 in Seattle, I mean, he had 362 yards, three touchdowns. In 2015, he had 213 yards, and he kind of dropped off from there. Uh, a guy that I initially, like when I first saw that he was cut, I was like, oh, dang, this is a guy like we 100% need to go after. But then after kind of diving into his stats a little bit, I'm not too sure that he's a guy that we need or want for that matter. I had a whole daily mailbag about the tight end position. Go back and listen to it. I basically talk about how the tight end position has become overvalued because of three guys, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Zach Ertz. So go back and listen to that, and that'll kind of give you a better feel on how I feel about the tight end position. So moving right along, we move on to the running back position. And a guy with a little bit of name recognition, Cameron Artis Payne with their Carolina Panthers was cut. Again, another guy that just, I mean, obviously if any of these guys getting cut aren't going to have great years in 2018, but the hope is that maybe one of these guys can kind of revert back to their old ways, right? So Cameron Artis Payne, never really a guy who blew up that much, even though his name kind of was out there a lot. In 2018, he only played in nine games. Obviously, some injuries there. Only had 19 carries for 69 yards. That's that's pretty pathetic. But, uh, again, a guy that's dealt with some injuries for sure last year. 2017, not much better. 18 carries for 95 yards. 2016, 36 carries for 144 yards. And his best year of his career when he was 25 in 2015, he had 45 carries for 183 yards. He only has five touchdowns over his four-year career. To put it in perspective for you, Cameron Artis Payne has had 491 yards in four seasons. Alfred Blue, who was also a backup running back for the Texans, had 500 yards just last year. So I don't think Artis Payne is a guy that the Jags look at for a running back solution. Um, I think they're good at that position uh, for now. And... Um, yeah, I just checked his his playoff game from 2015 and 17. Didn't didn't do much. Maybe he had some sneaky playoff game there. He did not. So I don't think Cameron Harden Payne's that guy. The last guy I want to talk about that was cut. That's kind of notably is Sua Cravens. Sua Cravens is a uh, linebacker for the Denver Broncos. Only played in five games last year. 18 tackles in 2016. He was hurt all 2017. 2016, he played for the Redskins at the age of only 21. And he had 33 tackles. Four tackles for loss. Two quarterback hits. I mean, the dude's only 24 years old. That's what kind of makes Sua Cravens kind of... Maybe someone that we look at. And because, again, we're just so thin at that linebacker position that I really think we're gonna we're gonna do something. We can't just roll into it with what we have. So yeah, you may remember uh Sue Cravens. He played at USC. Uh he was a second round pick in 2016. 
by the Redskins. Um, a guy, I mean, that's a, that's not a long career. I mean, a lot of people are thinking that's going to be the career path of Taven Bryan. I hope not. I really, really hope not, but he's a little, he's an undersized linebacker. So he, he kind of fits in with our scheme. Uh, he's played like a hybrid safety role almost over the past couple years. So, Again, not a not a guy that I think sticks around. There's, there's some all out. There's not a lot out there. Brandon Marshall may be a guy out of all of that we've said that that could be a guy that that we pick up to help at linebacker and core. But if we plan on being a nickel or even like a five-two or five defensive lineman, or we go to that hybrid that hybrid three-four, when in reality that's five. D linemen uh, and with two edge rushers, three D linemen and two linebackers. And we really only need two linebackers and Quincy, Quincy Williams could be that guy or, you know, Jake Ryan, even though he's going to be on the IR for till week six, but we'll see. Um, sad to see some of these guys go uh, excited for their future. I think some of them will get on with other teams. But this isn't even the beginning yet. We still have some hard cuts coming in the future. We still have some hard decisions to make, and I'm sure they will come with controversy uh, just like this last one. Uh, thanks for listening to this Daily Mailbag. I hope you guys enjoy your Saturday. I hope you enjoy your Florida State, Boise State. I hope you enjoy your Oregon, Auburn, whatever games you're going to watch on Saturday. Um, hope you enjoy it because this is the last weekend without professional football. And we roll into the season week one. Sunday next week, 1 o'clock at the bank. Patrick Mahomes comes to town. Should be super, super exciting. Thank you for listening, and as always, go Jags.